0: Around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network.
1: I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man deserts bare man i breathe the mountain air man I travel i've had my share man i've been everywhere
0: get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025 that's 1-800-387-8025 email the program at info at rudy or follow us on facebook at rudy max's world and now america's number one travel radio show rudy max's world
2: Welcome back. I'm travel journalist Rudy Max, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. It's nice to have you in the house this weekend. Now, if you haven't already signed up to receive my irregular travel newsletter, why not do it right now? Do it today. I'll send you last week's edition that includes a description of a new way to rent a car that can save you 40% off the retail price of renting a car from a traditional rent-a-car company. Send it to you. Just all you got to do is text the word Rudy Max's World. Make it all one word. Send me the word Rudy Max's World, and I'll add you to a subscriber list. It's free. It's a very personal to lose that newsletter. I won't bore with you. I won't bore you with articles on how to pack a suitcase. Just text Rudy Max's World to two twenty eight twenty eight. That's two twenty eight twenty eight. Joining me this hour, the senior correspondent for the Wall Street Journal, Costas Paris, is going to elaborate on this week's decision by Washington to permit ferry service between Florida and Cuba. Then Robert and Mary Carey introduces to the chairman of the Delta Flight Museum in Atlanta, John Boatwright. Where the public is invited to trace the history or track the history of Delta Airlines, that crop dusting company that became, well, you know, one of the world's largest airlines. We'll revisit the topic of Cuba with a man who has been following Cuba American relations for decades. And I'm wondering if relations between the two countries are are warming up a little faster than expected. And what other bus company than Megabus can take you between two cities for as little as one buck? We'll find out how many of those $1 tickets they really sell on the average bus ride. And we'll end the hour with a look at Missouri's Civil War trails. Now, if you're a Civil War or history buff, you don't want to miss this new way to visit the city's key, excuse me, the state's key Civil War sites. First, a quick look at some of this week's news and travel. If you fly JetBlue, the in-flight Wi-Fi, which they call FlyFi is free thanks to a marketing agreement with Amazon this week. Amazon Prime customers will be able to access unlimited on-demand entertainment, including Amazon's original series such as Bosch and Transparent. American Airlines followed that announcement with one of their own, free movies on most of its domestic flights, along with the launch of GoGo's streaming movie service. Now, previously, GoGo was the only vehicle that connected passengers to Wi-Fi. Now they're going to apparently stream movies. Federal Express revealed this weekend it's donating its planes and crews to fly emergency medical supplies to earthquake victims in Nepal. The overnight delivery service says it will ferry about $15 million worth of medicine and other medical supplies to Nepal via Dubai from its hub in Memphis, Tennessee. Baltimore will join the small number of uh, airports offering charter flights to Cuba. Twice a week flights from BWI, Baltimore, Washington International, begin September 30th with Swift Air, a charter company, providing the lift. Won't be cheap. $6.95 round trip the first week of service, $7.75 thereafter. U.S. Customs and Border Protection have approved 19 U.S. airports, including Miami, Orlando, Pittsburgh, and New York's JFK, to offer uh, service to and from uh, Cuba. Um, This week, as I mentioned a moment ago, Washington gave permission to several ferry companies to begin service between Florida and Cuba. Costas Paris is the senior correspondent for The Wall Street Journal, covering global shipping and trade finance. He's based in London, where we reach him on the side of the road in a car today, I understand. Costas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, to begin with, uh, is, it, is, is my understanding it correct that in the old days, back when Cuba was, you know, just an adjunct to Miami, there was actually a thriving ferry business between the states and Cuba, between Miami and Cuba. Am I correct?
3: Yes, it was a thriving business. Uh, there were services by at least four companies uh, daily, uh, and uh, the uh, the ferry... Uh, The ferry travel, uh, the the route from from Miami, Tampa, or uh, Fort Lauderdale to Cuba was part of the experience. Camping tables, dancing floors, bars, uh, you know, uh, average Americans, middle-class Americans taking weekend uh, trips to Havana, taking their cars with them, and coming back. It was very, very popular.
2: Well, that sounds like a fun ferry ride, dancing dancing shows and... uh and uh and, and and gambling right on the ferry. When uh, can uh, they, when can we expect this to start? And you know, I I read a piece, Costas, and maybe you know we always say, oh, okay, Havana, uh, Cuba, and my, uh, Florida, ninety miles apart. I guess that's at the tip at Key West. But I read that the ferry ride takes takes quite a few hours.
3: It's a, it's an overnight it's an overnight ferry. Yes, uh, and this is these are the slow boats. These are not fast boats. Although I'm sure that going forward, there's uh, some companies with uh, with with faster faster boats that have applied to uh, to uh, for, for licenses as well. That could be as uh, as little as five or six hours.
4: A the ones that
3: are going to carry the buck of the passengers are the overnight boats. Now, what is going to happen uh, from the operators that have applied? They have got the license. They told they tell us by the end of the summer, the latest.
2: End of the summer at the latest.
3: Yeah, August, September.
2: Now, uh, I, I think I was even in the Wall. Your, your newspaper, the Wall Street Journal. Well, I, you don't own it. I know you don't own it, but your writer there uh, said that that, that that Havana hasn't yet given permission. Is that is? Do we expect that's going to happen?
3: It will happen uh, again. From from the people that we talk to, uh, what we hear is that uh, everybody was told, well, if you can figure it out with uh, Washington, uh, then uh, uh, you will have no problem into uh, uh, into getting the green light uh, uh, from Havana. Uh, what it is, Rudy, is it, it's a little bit different this time around, right? This is, this is mostly, especially uh, in, in, in the beginning, to facilitate people uh, and, and the target audience, the target passengers are the people who have relatives in Cuba, right? right. Uh, but do leave, uh, do leave in Florida. So what we're looking for is people that we will travel from Florida to Cuba and because of the boat and the space that the boat provides, right, they will be able to get with that household goods, uh, uh, refrigerators, television sets, uh, electronics, things like that, which you cannot find still uh, in Cuba. And they, are, they will also be part uh, as they will also be characterized as humanitarian aid. So it will not be this is not going to be uh, the party scene, the party environment of the 1950s and 60s with the ferries
2: back then. All right, we've got that clear. Um, one last question, Costas, I, or I think one thing we should point out, that, you know, the again, just as you as there are these charter flights starting, just as you can't go up and just buy a ticket and hop on the plane, you still have to apply for permission from the State Department. Uh, now the rules are more liberal. You know you can go for educational reasons, for culture reasons, et cetera. But this is not a walk-up, hop-on-the-ferry thing, right?
3: No, it is not. Uh, there are strict rules, uh, uh, this is not a tourist, this is not going to be a tourist trip uh, to begin with, although again, the operators who are going to basically invest quite a lot of money because those ships are going to be carrying between 1,000 and 2,000 passengers, right? Uh, wow. uh, do expect that, that, that the rules are going uh, to be relaxed. Uh, so what you're looking for is that the mass, uh, the, 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 the great majority of the passengers to begin with, right? Are going to be saying that we are going down there to meet relatives, family reasons, uh, 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 you know, medical reasons, uh, things like that. Uh, but Got again, it. all the operators do expect that as time goes by, and especially in 2016, this is going to be relaxed, and eventually, uh, because those those ships uh, are going to be able to carry a lot of uh, cars as well, this is this is a catch here, right? That they will be allowed for the Americans to bring their cars down,
2: so they can wow. they can cruise around. They can cruise around Atlanta. <laughs> wow! And the and the, the Cubans can see new cars. Costas Paris is senior correspondent for the Wall Street Journal. Costas, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back in a moment. Take a little trip uh, with uh, Robert Mupp. Ma- Bob Carey down to the Delta Flight Museum in
0: Atlanta. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be
2: right back. While no one can stop all identity theft, identity thieves are ruthless at what they do. And while nobody can monitor transactions at every business, LifeLock Ultimate Plus is comprehensive identity theft protection, helping to protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Visit LifeLock.com now or call and use my special promo code RUDY for a 10% discount. That's promo code RUDY to get a special 10% discount. Call 800-637-8149. 800-637-8149. 800-637-8149. If you're seeking the adventure of a lifetime, a fun trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time to visit Iceland. Yes, Iceland. Right now, the Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's world listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Iceland Luxury Tour or the Around Iceland's Ring Road. Packages are amazing eight-day, seven-night trips starting around $1,600 per person. The experiences and exclusives you'll receive are outstanding. Check these special offers out at RudyMaxa.com and click on the link to Iceland Tourism Bureau. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say
5: about
4: relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more
5: information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to
2: relieffactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. I'd like to extend a warm welcome to our newest sponsor, MyPillow.com. The Carries and I have been using a MyPillow pillow now for weeks and we're loving them. They're American-made and guaranteed to provide the best sleep you've ever had. Rudy Max's world listeners receive a special buy one, get one free offer. So if you suffer from snoring, insomnia, neck pain, migraines, allergies, sleep apnea, TMJ and more, get the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own by calling 800-775-1983 or go to MyPillow.com and enter the promo code RUDY. There's also a link at under sponsors.
0: to connect with the program call 800-387-8025 that's 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com
6: welcome back to Rudy Maxa's world it is 18 past the hour here in Rudy Maxa's world this is Robert Mary Carey. as we like to do each week we decided to jump aboard and wanted to talk today about the Delta flight music so how many of you out there are headed to Atlanta or through Atlanta Did you know that there's the Delta Flight Museum? It just opened last August. Previously, it had opened back in 1995, and then uh, it was for employees and retirees and friends of Delta. They closed in 2012, renovated for the public, opened last August. Uh, So we decided we wanted to invite John Boatwright, the chairman and president of the Delta Museum. Had an opportunity to meet him last week while I was in Atlanta. And the museum, literally, it's in the Delta compound. It's just steps away from the airport, two- or three-minute car ride. And what you'll find is a thorough history of Delta. So if you are an aviation fan or you want to test your skills to be your own pilot, they've got a great simulator that's there, a number of planes. So we thought we would invite John onto the program and talk a little bit about the history of Delta and what's available at the Delta Flight Museum.
4: Hi, John. Welcome to Rudy Max's World. Thanks for being with us today.
7: It's my pleasure, Mary. I look forward to speaking with you.
6: John, I I want to thank you very much for the time last week. I enjoyed the opportunity to come through the museum to meet you and Tiffany and Brian on your team. I've already made it a point, I've told Rudy that we're going to need to take the show to Atlanta sometime soon and do a broadcast from the Delta Flight Museum, and I've challenged him to a a fly-off in the simulator which we'll get to in a minute or so but again thank you for the hospitality last week.
7: Well it was our pleasure and we certainly look forward to having you on site and and doing your show and in your future and just to telling your listeners a little bit about the Delta Flight Museum.
6: Well so, so right now you have that opportunity tell folks about the Delta Museum tell a little bit about the history of Delta and then we'll get into a few other things as well.
7: Okay great First of all, just a brief on the history of Delta. In the uh, late 1920s, 1928 specifically, Delta was formed as Delta Air Air Service. And during the early beginnings, uh, crop dusting was the center of focus because the boll weevil was eating up cotton down in the Mississippi Delta. Mm -hmm. And so the crop dusting operations began And then in 1929, C.E. Woolman, Delta's founder, saw the opportunity of Delta passenger service. And on June 17, 1929, we began the passenger service operation. From there then, Delta grew into just from the Mississippi Delta and extending to the west out to Dallas, Texas, and then to the east over ultimately to Atlanta and Charleston and then began Florida up and down the East Coast routes, but still really a regional and Southeast airline, you know, as Delta grew through mergers and acquisitions. uh,
6: Well, one thing I want to point out, though, because as you just said, Delta Airlines, people are flying, you know, uh, uh, daily with all the flights that you have. It started off as a crop dusting company. And then also the mail delivery service really was very important in the formation of the company early on. And I know you have something there at the museum. You have uh, multiple planes and so forth. And there's one in particular I'm sure that you're very proud of, isn't there?
7: Yes, and and the DC-3 is the the centerpiece of what we call the prop era. That's the beginnings of the airline. And, of course, I mentioned the crop dusting. And we have a replica of one of the original Huff-Dalen dusters, the crop duster. But the DC-3 that we have, ship 41, was the first actual DC-3 to enter into passenger service for Delta, and it was acquired on Christmas Eve in 1941 and began service with Delta.
4: About Uh, how many passengers would the DC-3 handle?
7: The DC-3 at that time was 25. Three, I believe. Okay. I, I,
4: but that's uh, a lot at that time. Yes, yeah, yeah,
7: because because your prior aircraft, like the uh, w- another airplane we have, is the the Travel Air Stinson, and that was. That probably, had like
6: five people,
7: I think. Yeah. Didn't well, five five passengers and a crew of yeah. two. Okay,
4: yeah. and did I see? Is it wh- who restored it? Was it restored by former employees of Delta?
7: Well, it was a combination of active and retired Delta employees and volunteering their time to restore it. Actually, here in the the two hangars that are the original Delta hangars mm-hmm. uh, that, that Delta moved into, the first one in 1941 and the second one in 1947, but the DC-3 was restored in these hangars beginning in the mid-90s. That was a labor of love. It took about four to five years to do the complete restoration because it literally was rebuilt to the new specifications of when it came off the Douglas line in 1941.
4: Okay. So interesting, um, the employees of Delta and their love and loyalty for their company, which leads us into the next exhibit piece that you have. You have a Delta Boeing 767, known as the spirit of Delta. And uh, tell us how that came about and how that was purchased.
7: Well, and and that ties in perfectly to the mission of the museum that we have, which is to celebrate the, the heritage of Delta, our culture, and our people. And this is the home of Delta active and retired employees and for people to experience the history of aviation and the future of flight. You know, having been a longtime employee of Delta going back to 1972, um, in the early 1980s, 1982 specifically, three flight attendants approached our then chairman and CEO and said, We have an idea. Delta's going through some tough times right now mm-hmm. because you had fuel issues in the early 80s. You had what was taking place as the airline deregulation yeah. occurred. And so as a result, it it was a tough time in the industry and so the employees with the generation from these three flight attendants bought this boeing 767 for delta at a cost of over 30 million dollars paid for the airplane out of their paychecks over a period of approximately three years and presented the airplane to delta with no mortgage on it and the spirit of delta was donated by the employees to the airline no other airline before or since has ever had an aircraft donated to it. No, that speaks
4: volumes. That's an unbelievable story. And to see that again, uh,
6: you you get an opportunity to go onto that plane at the Delta Flight Museum. The first class section is intact. The back part of the plane has been turned into a museum itself with just a whole history of the flight attendant uniforms and other collectibles and so forth. Again, the museum itself, it's adjacent to the Atlanta airport, busiest airport in the country. It's a two, three-minute car ride from the airport, a taxi ride over. If you're going to be in Atlanta this year, I certainly would recommend it. You need a few hours to go through it. You'll get the history of Delta. You'll get to enjoy some aircraft. That they have there, you'll see the L-1011 and the
4: simulator, uh,
6: and 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 the, and the simulator. So, the simulator.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. so that
6: right now, John, I, as I said to Rudy, it's a 737-200 series. It's the actual simulator, I believe, up until last September that he, your pilots were actually training on, and you you get a chance to go in with an instructor and fly the 737-200. It's about an hour you can rent it for, I believe, to go in, correct? Yes,
7: up, up to four people for one hour for the experience. Uh, you get to choose the airports you want to take off and land. You get to choose the airports that you, you want to see. You can fly daytime, nighttime, and it's an experience that uh, is unmatched anywhere. It's the only commercial simulator in the U.S. that is open to the public for aviation enthusiasts and those that want to be aviation enthusiasts to have the opportunity to sit behind the yoke and actually take off and land the airplane.
6: Yeah, this, this is not a video game. This is the actual simulator. <laughs> that that this the,
7: is the real motion.
6: The real, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. as you said, the only one in, in the country. Well, John Boatwright, we will look forward to bringing Rudy Max's world to the Delta Flight Museum later this year. I really appreciate your time today in in joining us on the show. And, again, thank you for the hospitality while we were down there last week to visit.
7: We really appreciate the opportunity of speaking with you, and we look forward to seeing you back here very soon.
4: Sounds great. Thank you, John. Bye.
6: If you're going to be in Atlanta this summer or plan a trip or you're going to be flying with Delta through the Atlanta airport and you want to check out the Delta Flight Museum, just go to deltamuseum.org. And you'll find all of the information about the Delta Flight Museum. So, all right, up next, you can hear Rudy. He's getting himself ready. He'll be back uh, momentarily. He's going to be talking to John Kavalik. John is a senior policy advisor at the U.S.-Cuba Trade and Economic Council. So that should be a fun uh, interview coming up talking about trade and travel in Cuba. So stick with us. Rudy Max's World will return in three minutes.
0: Join Rudy Maxa's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access
2: the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. If you're seeking an adventure of a lifetime, an easy trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time for Iceland. Yes, Iceland. The Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's world listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Reykjavik four-star city break with spa and northern lights tour, or the Iceland Escape for a unique spa and nature break tour. These are four-day, three-night trips starting around $500 per person. Seriously. Go to rudymaxa.com and click on the Iceland Tourism Bureau link for these great trips and more. While no one can stop all identity theft, identity thieves are ruthless at what they do. And while nobody can monitor transactions at every business, LifeLock Ultimate Plus is comprehensive identity theft protection, helping to protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Visit lifelock.com now or call and use my special promo code RUDY for a 10% discount. That's promo code RUDY to get a special 10% discount. Call 800-637-8149. 800 Six three seven eighty one forty nine eight seven eighty one forty nine
0: lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com.
2: Now, back to Rudy Maxa's world. At 33 minutes after the hour, this segment is brought to you by ReliefFactor.com. Now, again, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we've been talking about Relief Factor for the last few weeks. They're a relatively new sponsor. And we've gotten a couple letters from folks who have taken advantage of Relief Factor And, uh, I'll I'll let you trust them. Um, Alicia in Memphis, Tennessee, wrote us to say that she'd been in a knee brace for 10 years since college because of pain. She was seeing a chiropractor as often as three times a week, and uh, she bought some relief factor. She uh, heard about it on the show, and she said she's now 100% free of pain. No more pain, no more chiropractor. And uh, she says she's finally in control of her life. And from Panama City, Florida, a listener named Rhonda wrote to say that for years she's been struggling with aches and pains all over her body. And her husband, Keith, heard about Relief Factor on the show, ordered it for her. And in about two weeks, Rhonda said she was feeling better and is now out of pain. Um, you know, Relief Factor is all natural ingredients. None of those chemicals you get in a lot of uh, uh, other uh, products that promise to relieve your pain. Um, and you can try it out now for just nineteen ninety five. Just 1995. If you suffer from aches, pains, or inflammation, check out relieffactor.com and uh, join uh, Rhonda and Alicia and see if uh, see if it does the trick for you. Just go to relieffactor.com or go to rudymaxa.com, to the homepage. Go to rudymaxa.com on the homepage and just click on Relief Factor. A lot easier that way. We talked earlier this uh, this show about uh, the beginning of ferry service, perhaps, perhaps as early as uh, late this summer. I wanted to revisit Cuba generally with a guest we had on, John Kavalik He's a senior policy advisor at the U.S.-Cuba Trade and Economic Council. It's a nonprofit group of businesses who have had an acute interest in in doing business someday in Cuba. And uh, this has been around for years. And we talked with John right after the White House after the president announced a relaxation of rules regarding visiting Cuba. Of course, now we have both presidents shaking hands, and uh, I wanted to have John back to ask him if he thought. Well, let me let me let me start with that, John. Do, do you are things moving along faster than you might have expected? Are relations warming faster than you might have expected?
8: The perception of warmth is moving much faster than the reality. The actual um, warming of the relationship remains in a snail-like pace. And that's primarily because the Cuban government has been waiting to come off what's called the sanctions list. President Obama's done that. That takes effect at the end of May, the last week. And then for the embassies to be reestablished, that's probably the next 60 days or so. So the Cubans have been incredibly cautious because they recognize that although from the United States standpoint, we think everything is awesome and fantastic, the ferries and expanded uh, uh, cat- the categories, uh, yeah. the charter flights, and all that. from the Cuban standpoint, the United States brings one result, and that is disruptive.
2: Well, that's, so what, that's what I was going to ask you. Are they wary of... Not only okay. Let's think of what kind of disruption it could be. You tell me, but I can think right offhand. Political disruptions, people coming in with all kinds of ideas about freedom of the press, et cetera, and then just just an overwhelming number of people. Where they and in, in a country that doesn't have the infrastructure, certainly Havana, to deal with that.
8: Uh, all of that is true. Uh, you know, there are components in the Cuban society and Cuban government who say. And, and I'll use you know the Alan Gross and the issue with what he was doing in Cuba, uh, knowingly was there to disrupt Cuban society. Now it was a little different because he was under the gov- government contract. But from the Cuban standpoint, 30,000 Alan Gross is running around, potentially infecting. The commercial, economic, and political structures of Cuba. Now, it's not that gripping, so I don't mean to, you know, it's like not our man in Havana sort of thing. Right. But right. it's still, you know, they have an infrastructure; it's already straining, and um, so this is, you know, they're going to be incredibly cautious to make certain that whatever they permit, they can control. And operationally, they don't want to give people a bad experience because. You know, someone has a good experience, they, sell, they tell 10 people. Someone has a bad experience, they tell 100 people. And with social media, it gets even worse. So, you know, they're, they've got a huge amount of demand, they've got far less capacity. And so, you know, my recommendation to everyone is that if you want to go, make sure you go legally and be patient in terms of the process.
2: In the minute we have left, tell me what your clients or your members, that is business, uh, is there any warming about doing business there?
8: Thus far, the Cuban government has not um, initiated any moves to accept President Obama's December initiatives for expanding building materials, supplies, agriculture, equipment and supplies, credit card processing, communications, telecommunications. None of that the Cubans have allowed thus far and there's you know potentially um a big one the ferries that have just been announced the cubans haven't said anything yet yeah so I noticed. Uh, yeah so everyone is waiting waiting to see you know what they decide to do um you know there there's a, there is a little bit of frustration they haven't purchased any additional food or agriculture products and then president obama said too hey, if you've got a beauty salon in Havana and you're selling Paul Mitchell hair products, well, we want you to be able to buy those Paul Mitchell products from a distributor in Miami. Well, the Cuban government doesn't allow that. So everyone's (laughs) waiting to see just what they're going to
2: allow. All right, Paul, uh, John Kavalik is a senior policy advisor at the U.S.-Cuba Trade and Economic Council. It's a nonprofit group of businesses. John, thanks for returning the show. We're going to check in with you as this evolves, if you don't mind.
8: Not at all. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
2: Nice to be nice to hear your voice again. Uh, by the way, his website is cubatrade.org. We'll be right back. Rudy Maxa's world
0: phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025 and so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right
9: back after these messages. This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. Pay attention. There is a special toll-free hotline set up especially for you. This hotline will give you free information on how you can legally reduce or eliminate your tax debt. Call the Consumer Tax Hotline today at 1-800-282-1646. Grab a pin or put the number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-282-1646. When you call, you will speak with qualified companies that will tell you how to stop the collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage Garnishments. Plus, these companies will deal directly with the IRS on your behalf, so you won't have to. Even if you haven't filed returns or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get relief. The current government administration is very amicable and wants to work out a program in your best interest. But this won't last forever, and your tax problem only gets worse if you do nothing or try to handle it yourself. It does make a big difference in who you call, so call the Consumer Tax Hotline today for free information. 1-800-282-1646. That's 1-800-282-1646 hey
5: buddy need a ticket where are you buying your tickets before you overpay on your next ticket purchase go to scorebig.com and discover how you can save up to 60 percent on games concerts even broadway shows at scorebig.com scoring the best seats at the best price is easy Simply name the ticket price you want to pay on great seats at the best games, concerts, and shows. And save up to 60% off box office prices. Ever dream of sitting courtside at an NBA game? Or maybe enjoy box seats at the ballpark? Or how about being on the floor at the next big concert? with score big you can so score your next tickets with score big and now save even more at scorebig.com click on the radio mic and enter code 9797 and we'll take an additional $20 off your ticket purchase that's scorebig.com promo code 9797 scorebig.com code 9797 I could either ignore it or face it my child had
10: trouble grasping math concepts you don't want your kids to fail at math you want them to have confidence and the skills to take them where their dreams are Math Made Easy wants to make you an offer. They'll improve your student's grade by at least one full grade or your money back. Teachers can't slow the pace for each student. Math Made Easy can. For more than 20 years, Math Made Easy has been helping hundreds of thousands of students grasp challenging math concepts using a step-by-step approach. The affordable Math Made Easy programs help students visualize math concepts with engaging and dynamic lessons. Students learn at their own pace. Call 1-800-USA-MATH. That's 1-800-U-S-A-M-A-T-H or visit mathmadeeasy.com enter code R6 for a special discount call 1-800-872-6284 or visit mathmadeeasy.com and enter code R6 for a special discount now
0: participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. You ever been to Iceland?
2: I have three times, three, maybe four times. I've gone for fun. I went, and took my daughter for a dad-daughter trip there when she was about 17 or so, 16 maybe. Um, went there for a conference, went there for another conference, a speech. Great place. It's the closest part of Europe that you can get to it's just a few hours flight away from uh, the East Coast. Um, this segment of the show is brought to you by the Iceland Tourist Bureau. And you may have heard a few weeks ago, Robert and Mary Carey were broadcasting the show from Iceland. It's it's a fabulous place. Remember, Greenland is the icy place and Iceland is the green place. Not that they don't have ice, not that they don't have ice, but uh, um, certainly the, the climate is more mild there. They've got all those... Uh, Those great uh, hot springs. In fact, the whole country is heated entirely by geothermal uh, geothermal heat. I guess you'd call it. Um, Anyway, for listeners of this show, for listeners of this show, the Iceland Tourism Bureau, tourist bureau, excuse me, is uh, offering a four-day, three-night spa break at the world-famous Blue Lagoon. Plus, you'll take advantage of the Golden Circle Tour. You'll visit the Montana Geothermal Baths, and you'll be right, uh, the the Blue Lagoon is right outside of the the, the city of Reykjavik, which is a great place, by the way, for restaurants and nightlife. $500 per person for that four-day, three-night spa break. Um, If you want to splash out, go for the eight-day, seven-night Iceland luxury tour that includes Reykjavik's vibrant culture, culinary and nightlife, as well as historic sites and hot springs, glaciers, black lava beaches, waterfall of the gods, spectacular views of northern lights, ah, the northern lights. And more all around the country. And that, uh, that uh, longer tour will uh, provide you with deluxe hotel accommodations, three course dinners each night, a premium car rental. It starts about $1,600 per person, but what a great way to see that part of Europe. Uh, to learn more about these exclusive packages, they're only offered, by the way, to Rudy Max's World listeners. Go to the website, RudyMaxa.com, and click on Iceland Tourist Bureau. It's right there on the homepage down at the bottom. That's, go to RudyMaxa.com, click on Iceland Tourist Bureau, or you can check out itbtravel.is. All right. So, you ever seen the Megabus? I just passed one. I was walking around St. Paul last night right here in Minnesota where I live, and the Megabus pulled right into the to the renovated uh, train and bus station here, beautiful place in St. Paul. It was just in from Chicago. Uh, and uh, very classy buses, by the way. One of their great marketing tools is uh, dollar fares between cities. Now, this is uh, Megabus.com uh, has served more than 30 million customers. This is not a uh, smaller operation and now serves more than 100 cities across North America. I'm joined by Byrony Chamberlain. She's director of operations for Megabus. Uh, Byrony, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Nice to be on. Now, tell, give me a little history of Megabus and tell me how it's different from any— I know on the East Coast there are any number of, uh, of uh, small bus lines operating between Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington— Um, Tell tell me a little about Megabus and its history.
1: Well, we started off in 2006 in Chicago, and we just thought we'd try something a bit different because the uh, the bus industry has been the same for so many years. We started off with a little website and just 18 buses, with a few trips from Chicago going up to to Minneapolis, Detroit, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, a number of small destinations. And we found that with some uh, good marketing and trying to encourage students and have different yield-managed fares. There's lots of good deals out there. Suddenly, we found a lot more interest into uh, people travelling by bus. It was all about getting express from city centre to city centre, and the, um, the people just kept coming. We thought we would just expand it and invest in a new style of vehicle, and we brought in double-decker coaches for the first time to the US. And it's such a different experience riding on a double-decker coach because you're... If you're on the uh, top level, the views you get from up there, it's not the same as any other way of traveling across the U.S. So that got more excitement coming into the um, you know, from, our, from all of our customers. And we slowly built up through uh, Chicago, going to more and more destinations, and then came over to the, uh, the northeast out of uh, New York in 2008. And from there, we just kept on growing. We're now covering the majority of the country, going through over 100 cities, and we carry nearly 10 million customers a year. So from a very small beginning in 2006, we've uh, created a, a huge company and there's so many more people coming to us. We well, think let it's me a really ask, exciting opportunity and such a different way to travel.
2: Brian, let me ask you a question. If I wanted to travel from uh, coast to coast or even from Chicago or Minneapolis-St. Paul to L.A., um, that's obviously a long trip by bus. Uh, can I get off the bus and stay in hotels along the way and all be on the same ticket or do I buy an individual ticket for each leg of that trip?
1: The majority of the trips you'll make will will take you, um, depending on uh, the the route, maybe six to up to 12 to 13 hours on one ticket from uh, one city to another. So you can get from, say, Minneapolis to Chicago, take a break, maybe you know, go to one of the nice restaurants in downtown Chicago, go sure. to a hotel, and then get on another bus heading all the way down to Dallas.
2: But do There's I buy a separate ticket for make. each? Do I buy a separate ticket for each leg?
1: Yes, yeah, a separate ticket for each of those two legs.
2: All right, we didn't even we didn't have enough time to get to the $1 uh, uh, ticket promotion via the Internet, but I'll tell uh, listeners where to do get that. Go to megabus.com. Brian, thank you for stopping by.
1: Yep, no problems. Thank you very much.
2: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.
0: To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. join Rudy Max's World, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show.
2: Well, here you are, back at the number one travel show, Rudy Max's World, 52 minutes after the hour. You know, a few weeks ago I did a news item on thefts at airports, but this week brings a heartwarming story. On Tuesday, the owner of a diamond-encrusted gold Cartier watch worth more than $100,000 left his watch at a security checkpoint at Newark Airport. A TSA agent discovered it and dutifully recorded it as a lost item. And at the end of each day, TSA officers uh, collect these left-behind items, take them to a central office, that attempts to locate the owners. In this case, the watch belonged to a Japanese real estate entrepreneur. TSA learned that, or the airport learned that, when a friend of the owner's watch's owner called the airport, identified the watch, picked it up. He told the TSA he was flying to Japan to return the watch personally. Well, that's one lucky Japanese real estate entrepreneur. Diamond-encrusted gold Cartier watch worth more than $100,000 left behind its security and returned. Last week, I told you the TSA collected about $675,000 in loose change in 2014. All that money was left at security checkpoints around the, counter, around the country in uh, the form of change. But a hundred thousand dollar watch, man, that's got to be a record. If you are a Civil War buff or a history buff, and uh, you need to know about this, Greg Walk is the executive director of the Missouri Civil War Heritage Foundation. And it's my understanding, Mister Walk, that you have, or the the state has, and your organization has, streamlined and codified in such a way that uh, it would be of great interest to Civil War and historian, Civil War and historian fan- fans. Uh, to tour Missouri's Civil War trails—is that right? That is correct, Rudy. Now, how are you this morning? Fine, thank you. Thank you for being with me. Now, tell me, tell me a little more about this. What, what, what could I? How could I take advantage of this if I came to Missouri? And what would I find?
11: Well. Uh First of all, let me say that Missouri, uh, right behind Virginia and Tennessee, has a third number of battles or engagements in the Civil War.
2: Really? I did not know that. And
11: our organization, with the help of the Missouri Division of Tourism, has gone about to map as much of the state as we can uh, to give tourists the opportunity to see all those places. And we've got about half the state covered so far.
2: And where does one find this map online, or call, do we go on call for it? Or?
11: There's a number of places uh, you can get them. One uh, Missouri visitor centers, uh, about eight of them across the state. Uh, you can get a printable and viewable uh, copy of. We have three regional maps now at our website called moCivilWar dot org, and most of your listeners know Mo is short for Missouri. Sure. Um, and there is a For Traveler section there, too. And finally, there is a website called uh, civilwartraveler.com, and uh, your listeners can go there and look under Missouri for our trails.
2: All right. I'm looking actually at your website right now, um, does, and, but it's just coming up. Does, uh, do you have any information um, on these maps? It's taking a moment for it to load for me. Um, beyond the, the Civil War battlefields, I mean, are there, is there lodging suggestions or, or any consumer travel um, uh, suggestions similar to that?
11: Not uh, lodging. There are no advertisements, but we are endeavoring to uh, uh, cover as many uh, cultural attractions as we possibly can uh, in the regions that we're covering. Uh, there's a deep, deep. Uh, of history for travelers who come to Missouri, and uh, it just so happens that um, our mapping project surrounds the Civil War. It's that time of uh, <laughs> with the 150th anniversary, but no, our our objective is to get people uh, here to uh, visit Missouri's historic sites and stay in our lodging, and to promote um, historic lodging and all the things that make up a real cultural tourism experience.
2: I'm looking here at the Central Missouri Gray Ghosts Trail interactive map, and you have us coming in on uh, Interstate 70 and then diverting to cities like Centralia and Marshall and Fulton. Um, Are are the maps uh, any more detailed than this? I'm looking for route numbers. Apparently they are. If I click on it, I can find it out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. And the well, printed of...
11: map uh, has a back section that has uh, driving directions and pictures of all the sites that we're highlighting.
2: Perfect. And uh, they can find that by going to, they can get a printed map how by calling you guys or writing you or what?
11: Uh, go to civilwartraveler.com, uh, click on Missouri, and uh, there is a place to order uh, uh, literature and uh, we can mail those out.
2: All right. And this is new, isn't it?
11: Well, uh the Great Ghost Trail started in 2011. Okay. Um and um, we have uh, something called the US Grant Trail, right, uh, named after our favorite military son. <laughs> and uh that is of more recent vintage and uh, in fact we just got the second leg of that out uh, in the last year.
2: All right, Greg. Thank you for dropping by. Greg Wolk is the executive director of the Missouri Civil War Heritage Foundation. The museum is, excuse me, the museum. The website is mo for Missouri, m o Civil War, dot org. And I wanted to tell you about this, uh, this, uh, these trips to help out in Nepal. Portland, Oregon-based company called the Climb, C L Y M B. Sells outdoor gear and adventure travel tips. And they've got, I think, eight trips to Nepal beginning in September. To Nepal in September. Features nine days on the ground. Four of them will involve working in the a region that's been hard hit by that uh, earthquake. Trekking volunteers will provide sweat equity along with much-needed dollars to help purchase construction s- uh, supplies. $1,200 per person. You'll find details by going to my Facebook fan page. Thank you, Jeff Ryder, my engineer. Janet video my executive producer. Thank you to our stations and our listeners. See you next week from London.